Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And now it's time for part three of In The Moment. This is In The Moment's Note of the Week. I just want to let y'all know, ladies, if you make a video of yourself doing anything, whether it's beautiful, sexual, doesn't matter, and you say that it's a birthday gift for your man, but you post it on Instagram, that's not for him. No. That's for us. Right? That's true. I keep saying this. Happy if, birthday, babe. If it's for him, send it to him privately. Send it to him. Why are we getting away from that? I ain't gonna lie, some of y'all be out here in all of your sexiest stuff on the gram and just wearing practically your bum pajamas at home for your man. Fellas might do it too. I don't know. I don't be on that side of Instagram. It's not a gender thing. But if you put something on Instagram, it's not for your partner. It's for the world. You can't say that this is for my bae if Tyrone and them are in the comments saying they'll drink your bath water for it with heart emojis. Yep. Right or wrong, Katie? That's right. All right. Then there's no fight there. Give it to him. Give it to her. Gripe of the week. Stephen A. Smith from ESPN. He said that he doesn't go to the strip club because he doesn't like the smell. Of wings? <laughs> Is that what it smelled like? I mean, I've only been in one strip club. Was so. it Magic City? Nah, it was in Miami. Oh, maybe it's the same. Ace of Spades? Nah, Gold Rush. I ain't never been there. I don't know nothing about strip clubs. You know strip clubs not my thing. Yeah. But some of them wings do be hitting, though. You hear me? Like The few I've been to because I had to go, them wings was hitting. Now, I'm not mad at a man or anybody saying that they don't like the smell of a strip club. That's your prerogative, and that's your choice. You have, that's your right. What I'm mad at, what I got to gripe about, what grinds my gears, is Stephen A. You can't say that you don't like that the strip club smells like ass when you've already admitted that you've had a stripper in your ass. That's so true. Right or wrong, Katie? I'm just I'm out here giving equal energy. Bro, we talked about that. Your ass was out, and she was in the middle of it. All right? So we don't want to hear about what you think the smell of a strip club is if you've had a stripper in the middle of your ass. Facts. Right? Facts. Ah, you shut up. Yep. Because I don't care what that strip club smelled like. I'm pretty sure it smelled better than your ass. Yep. Movie of the week. It's more of a documentary this week, but it's called 12th. Victim. You ever heard of it, Katie? No. Showtime documentary. You know I'm into the crime thing? Yeah. That's my thing, man. This documentary was uh, really good. Four-part joint that's about... Um, it's kind of like a Bonnie and Clyde situation a little bit. But it's really more centered around a young boy, 
teenager at the time, this is like the 50s, who meets a young girl. She was even younger. And they date. Moms decides they don't want them dating anymore. She gets to the point where she realizes moms is right. I don't want to date you anymore. Long story short. And again, if you don't like spoilers, go away for about a minute. Come back. But long story, less long. Somebody kills the parents. They find out it's him. They're going over to the house, the police, knocking on the door because the neighbor said something, something ain't right over there. She keeps answering the door, the daughter, saying everything is fine. And I won't go into the details because that's why you should watch it if you're into that kind of thing because it's really good. But for about four days, people are knocking on the door and she keeps answering the door saying everything is fine. My parents are just sick. Don't worry about it. Then before you know it, they're on the run. And they're trying to catch the two of them. So obviously it's now painted as Bonnie and Clyde. Once they catch him, they give two different stories. He says, yo, we did, we did this together. She killed a few people. I killed a few people. They went on a whole killing spree. Hence the title, 12th Victim. She's like, nah, I had nothing to do with that. That was just him. I was hostage. So obviously the first question was, then why'd you sit in the house while he killed your parents? She's like, killed my parents. I didn't even know my parents was dead. She had just found that information out. That's what she claims. That's the show. I won't give that away, but that's when it get real, Ooh. right? Like, okay, what we doing here? Right. But what I took away from that was interesting to me because she goes up to uh, speak at court, and it just was so telling to me about how different the times are and your opinions about the difference in the times can go one way or the other. It just depends, right? I'll talk more about how I personally feel at the end of the podcast. But it did take me aback because I heard this uh, at the time. She was 16 years old. She's on this trial. And they were trying to figure out if she was sexual with him. Because to them, obviously, maybe if they had a sexual relationship, you had a better chance of pinning them as partners in the crime. Yeah. In the 50s, as a 16-year-old girl, Katie, the narrator made it clear that what you're about to hear is going to strike you because to you it's going to sound like she's lying. But you have to remember this is the 60s. It was a different time. And the narrator was accurate because when she was sitting up there, you heard the lawyer saying, did you have sex with him? And he's talking to her like she's, you know, she's 16. She know what sex is. She know what that means. She had no idea. Like, she genuinely was like, it's not that she didn't know what sex was, but no, actually, it is that. It's like, it's, it made you believe she got to be lying. How could you possibly be 16 years old and you don't know what sex is, right? So she's like, what are you asking me? And he's like, I'm asking you, did y'all have a sexual relationship. And she's like, what? And then it was almost like somebody else had to stop and go, bro, she's 16, right? So watching it, it just kind of messed me up. Because watching it, I felt the same way. Like, you 16. You know what sex is? Like, stop playing. She lying. It's the innocence. It's the 50s. Right, right. The innocence was so different to the point where he literally had to go, okay, you know, like, did his organ... 
enter your... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he had to break it down like that to where she's like, a little bit. And then I won't go into the details because it's disturbing. But the way she described it just fucked me up because I'm like, damn, look where we've come. And I don't know if you want to uh, credit that to social media, to just evolution, just whatever. But to have heard how in the 50s, a 16-year-old girl might not even know what sex is. To where we are today was just, it was rattling to me. You know what I mean? Like, while we're on this kick of talking about bringing a daughter into this world and where we are today, I was like, wow. And then a guy came in and he was like, you know, he basically explained it. Like, I know to, to us today, our minds can't even really wrap around that. But you got to remember, this was a time when if a grown woman came out and said that she had a kid out of wedlock, they're ready to yeah. throw her in the trash. And it's kind of like if you ever seen the uh, show I Love Lucy, right? That yep. was what, in the 50s, I believe? I believe so. so I'm going to check that. Lucy and Ricky Ricardo. It was known that, yes, they were a married couple, but they slept in separate beds. And 1951, was, yes, ma'am. And that was a thing. I didn't realize that. That was that my mama's in, show, too. In, in the show. That was my mom's show, too. Was it? Yo, black women love I Love Lucy. No, thanks. <laughs> yep. I Love Lucy and Butter Pecan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it was known that even though, yes, they were a married couple, they still slept in separate beds in the same room. Wow. And that was like a thing back then? Yeah. And now I couldn't imagine it. Like, what? As right, a couple? what are we doing? What? Right, yeah, you were, yes. But that was just how it was back then. My, how the times have changed, yeah. right? And I guess there's good and there's bad to it, of course. And we'll dive more into it at the end of the part because I do have thoughts on this. But I don't want to get canceled now. I'd rather get canceled later. Here we go. So let's move on. All right. It's time for Mo and Katie to fight about relationships. All right, so I got opinions on two things that have to do with relationships. And one or two things are going to happen. On these two opinions. Either Katie will agree and we'll just move on. Or Katie will disagree and we will fight to the end. Ding, ding. I have no idea how this is going to go. So let's just have some fun. I saw a stat today, Katie, on a big show that said, in today's world, the average single woman dates 24 men per year. No. That's what I saw. That's what I saw, 24 men per year. Now, by date, doesn't necessarily mean sleep with. Yeah, it it just not. means date, yeah. right? You're single, you're dating, you're trying to figure it out. Now, Katie, you've, you've come on air and you've spoken to your friends who have dated. Yeah. I have sisters who have asked me for advice to their friends who have dated. And sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes I get this thought of, and I'm not saying them, right? I just know that it's hard for women. I get it. It's hard for men, too. Trust me. I understand it. Dating today is trash. I get it. But I wonder, is there something to this as far as dating? And you tell me, because I date very different. Like, you know me. I'm very exclusive about everything I do. Dating is one of them. I ain't just dating. I ain't just out here doing that. But a part of that is because I'm a guy. And the reason I'm separating the two is because gen- generally, if you're a guy and you care about your finances, you're not going to just be dating everybody because you got to pay for the dates. And, it's known, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just not doing that. Like, so now, for a woman, it's a little bit different because obviously you're not paying the majority of the time, so free food is a great thing, and I'm sure if men were getting it, I'd do it too. I'm not mad at you. But I do wonder this. If you are dating for a result, 
as a basketball player or an athlete, period, but basketball more specifically, I noticed in my experiences of being an athlete, there are just some days it just ain't going to fall, yo. You got the best jumper in the world. Steph Curry, the only one that probably has not gone through this, and even he has. But there are some days when you could put up 30 jumpers, and for some reason, they just not falling. Happens to the best of us. I feel like there are two different kinds of people in this situation. Most men who have played basketball will agree. There's the guy that just keeps shooting like ain't shit going on, and he fucks it up for the entire team. But then there's the other guy who's smart enough to go, I'm not seeing it right today. Could be a quarterback, not seeing it right today, whatever. So you find other ways to incorporate yourself into the game so that you can still be a part of a winning situation. Maybe it's playing defense. Maybe it's rebounding. Maybe it's passing. Whatever it is, it might be taking your ass out the game. Whatever it is, it's two kinds of people. The majority of people in this situation, especially if they're someone who normally makes jumpers, will just keep shooting. When it's obvious, your mechanics are off. Right. Because you shouldn't have to shoot this damn much to get 10 points. Can you relate that to dating as far as women are concerned? To maybe, because I know a lot of people don't like to be with themselves, which is why I think sometimes when they date, it's off. Because you almost dating with a vision of desperation as opposed to a vision of self-worth. Yeah. Because the pandemic taught us a lot of people can't be alone. So you just dating, 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 dating. And then you're dealing with, oh, it ain't work out with them. 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 Before you know it, everybody ain't shit. Or maybe your vision is off and your jumper is not falling. And you should reevaluate the mechanics that have you in this situation to why you on a 24-date spree in one year. Am I on to something or am I off? You're on and you're off. So as far as this, this statistic goes, mm-hmm. pertaining to my friend group, this statistic is way off. The most I've known any of my friends to date multiple guys within a year is like five. Right? You don't think that's a lot? Depending on who you are. Because for some women, that's small. That's minor. But for others, they may not want to date that to many me, guys it's, in Yeah, no, they may not. But that number that was given out, that 20-something? You think 24 is crazy? That's absurd. Okay. That's insane. Right? Got you. Mm-hmm. So to me, like five, no, that's that's not a lot. The most women I've dated in one year was four. And I had to pay for the dates. That's a whole different story. Oh, you get money. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole yeah. different story. Uh-huh. So, um... That number, the 24, is absurd. I think for me personally, based off of my friend group, I would say the average range is four men. But there is part of it desperation of, I need a man. I want a man. I need him, so I'm going to go out here and date. And then there's a part of gullibleness, and I feel like I have a friend who doesn't want to learn from her mistakes. She doesn't want to realize that every dude she dates, they're giving her the same thing. They may be presenting it differently, but the end game is the exact same situation. I can tell her, yo, don't do this. Next time, don't put yourself in this situation because you know the end result. And she's like, you're right. I know the end result of this. And she go date another dude that puts her in the same situation. Same and I'm like, why? So what is this? Is, this, is it low is self-esteem? Is it insecurity? Is it desperation? Like, what is it? To where, speak to the women in this situation. Like, because I could do it as a man, but do it as a woman. Oh. Because it's way more valuable coming from you, I believe. Okay. Like, what do you think it is? 
So in this scenario, when you know that you're finding yourself in the same position with multiple men, time after time, like, why is it the same situation? Why is the same end result? What is it? Yes, it's also the man to an extent, like who you're picking up may be trash. But at the same time, what are you doing to attract that? I feel like what you give is what you get. You match an energy. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So what you put out is what you get. If you're not 100% secure with yourself and who you are and knowing that you're, you have the utmost confidence, you're not going to get the utmost confidence man. Gonna you're going to get a man who's going to tear that down in you because you are not exuding that. So he thinks that he can like walk over you and then you get mad. Like, why are all the dudes the same? All the dudes ain't the same. You keep attracting all the dudes because you don't want to change. So at some point, you can't get frustrated about the men that you're attracting until you change something about yourself. I feel like as a woman, if you can sit down and analyze uh, your dating mishaps, even for myself, I've been through that. I'm like, well, why is it that it's because I attract what I attract? And I know the path is going down, and I just keep going down it. If you sit down and truly analyze the past situations you've been in right and you analyze what went wrong what is it that you can analyze about yourself that also like don't just put the blame on the other person also look at yourself and I feel like that's a a problem is that sometimes we don't want to take accountability for what we're giving out and that's hard to just accept that okay maybe it's also me maybe it's me either settling or maybe it's me just wanting this good moment but not thinking about the long term or not paying attention to the flags and then I just keep going back and back because I just want entertainment or I'm just bored at the house or whatever the reason is we have to look within ourselves and figure out why is it that we keep attracting the same type of person that we're attracting because more often than not yes you may be attracting a terrible person but that's because of something that you're doing. You pardon. Even if you don't want to recognize it. And it's hard. It's so hard to accept that. And it's easier to blame somebody else. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, damn. Sometimes I'm be fucking up. Yeah. Like, I keep putting myself in these same situations and thinking it's going to be a different result. It's not going to be a different result. No matter if it's with a different person. If you put yourself in the same situation, you're probably going to get the same shit. If two plus two is four... They reverse the twos, they still gonna be four. Like, oh, <laughs> like pardon today. I shit. love it. That's a fact, Katie. I can't say it any better. I can't say it any better. I heard somebody once say, uh, you know, women run run the world. I don't care what you want to say. Whether whether y'all realize it or not, you run the world, man. You got all the power. You sitting on the most powerful thing that will ever exist on this planet outside of air itself. And Katie can't even breathe, so she don't give a fuck about no air. <laughs> you know what I mean? And a man can't get away with anything that you don't allow him to. Right. Period. I mean, it don't go any deeper than that. And I do remember when I was younger, um, at the time, the group that we were with, they thought it was harsh. I thought it was kind of harsh, too. But I just always was who I was. But looking back on it, I don't think it was. And I hope I helped that young lady. But I remember it was a discussion. And she had said something about, you know, what you hear all the time. It was like, oh, men ain't shit, men ain't shit, men ain't shit, going crazy. And I was always, I was the only man there, which, as you know, that's like a situation I find myself in often. Yeah. I'm always the only man there. I don't know that's, why. Yeah. But I've always just loved to be around women as from jump. Like, oh, what do you want me to do? Women's History Month. Men used to make fun of me for it in high school. They'd be like, oh, you always want to be around women. And back then, they clowned me. Like, how you clown me for always want to be around women, Katie? 
I should have wanted to play Madden with the boys in that stink-ass room. I mean, I'm with the women, Bath and Body Works, Women's hey. History, that's me. But I do remember this woman saying that, and then she was like, I'm sorry, Mo, I'm sorry. I, she forgot I was there. So I'm the only man, right? <laughs> I ain't got to be sorry for that. I don't feel nothing. I'm completely fine. Get it off. And she laughed, and she was like, because it ain't you. It ain't you. And I was like, nah, to be honest with you, it's not because it's not me. It's because it's you. And then she, she kind of looked like, damn. And I was like, no, I'm not trying to offend you. I'm not trying to offend you at all. I just believe in you get what you're putting out. Yeah. So every time I hear a woman go, man ain't shit, man ain't shit, man ain't shit, I'm not offended. I just feel I feel bad for you because I'm like, well, those are the men you're attracting, and it has to be a reason, you know. And you and until you look within yourself to figure out why that is, nothing's gonna change. And you keep saying, men ain't shit. Not one woman in the history of life has ever said men ain't shit after meeting every man in the world. Right. That doesn't happen. No. So there's no reason for a man to ever be offended at that statement. What really carries in that is why do you believe that every man that you have met and every man that you have dated and every man that you have slept with hasn't been shit? That's what you should really evaluate. And this goes for men, too. This goes both ways. And you have to answer that to figure out why that's the men you just keep meeting. There's a ton of women that'll tell you my husband is the shit. He, he, I mean, he's him. And some women met him out the gate. Yep. So, you say men ain't shit all you want to. But you attracting what you putting out. And until you realize that that's the problem, ain't shit gonna change. Exactly. My other thing is this. I would like to normalize something that I know will never be normalized. <laughs> okay. What's well, that's that? what I try to do every week. Yeah. But that's... I know I'm different. I don't care anymore. My grandma told me to be myself out here. <laughs> Shout out to grandma. <laughs> you are? Love you, grandma. Yo, I know everybody does it. I'm over it. I'm tired of it, and I need y'all to look within yourselves to figure out why you do it. Can we normalize not telling your friend's business to your significant others and not telling your significant other's business to your fucking friends? That's going to be hard. I know. And I hate that shit. But I, I get where you're coming I from. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I always have. And yeah. every single woman I've ever known does it. Why? Like, every time I've tried to date somebody, I know all of the dirt that they friends do. All of it. Oh, my girl do that. Oh, their girl do that. Their girl a hoe. Their girl cheating on a man. Their girl do that. And then you bring me around them. So I'm like, let's have game night. No, let's play what does Mo know. <laughs> let's play that game. And then I'm foul. If I bring it up and don't want to be around her, because I know how she moving. Right? And then you got me around women who you done only told the bad shit about me. Ain't tell them none of the good. That happens a lot. Yes. You tell them everything bad, girl. Girl, in the beginning, oh, he's amazing. Oh, my God, this is my king. Black Panther. Wakanda forever. Right? Yeah. Some weeks go by, some months go by. Oh, this nigga gonna piss me off. He did this, he did this. Like, Why? Why y'all do that? Do y'all keep anything at home? Do y'all be loyal to anybody? Your friends, your man, anybody? I think so to an extent. Because I had a friend who was dating a dude, right? And she, honestly, for the most part, she only told us the good things about him. All right, I'm cool with that. Like 80%, she told us the good stuff. We didn't know anything bad until after he did her dirty. She got rid of him? Yeah. Oh, I ain't mad at that. She she got oh, rid of him. And then, I ain't talking about that. And I was like, wait, you was keeping this from us? Yeah, like, nah, hold nah, on. she a real one. I ain't talking about that. Like, I respected that. Yeah. Like, dang. But I feel like a lot of times it's 
it's hard, especially depending on the per- per- person, because I've been guilty of this. You you want to vent to somebody. It's like, who I can I it. vent to that's like sick? You know? I've been there too, so and I'm you, judging me too. I get it. And you want to vent, so you vent to the other person who you know is not involved without thinking of how it will uh, affect like the chain reaction of it later on down the line. Mm-hmm. People don't think. Yep, there you go. That's the key, Caddy. And because of that, you just you just vent to whoever you think you can, or you just say whatever to whoever you think it's a safe space, but without realizing how that person's going to receive it. Because mm-hmm. they love you. They care about yeah. you. Yes, and they would never do something like that to you. And I don't like that, because then now I got to be the person that got to like deal with this person after you done told me that they ain't shit. Yeah. That's not fair to your friends. If we're being honest, like it's not. If your friends genuinely love you and care about you, it's not fair to them to go and then trash your significant other and then bring them around and want your friend to just sit there and be cool with it. And a lot of us are getting mad at our friends for feeling like I ain't dealing with that. You should love your friend for that. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I've seen this. It happens so often, and I just don't understand it. I get everybody needs to vent. That's cool. Therapy is there for that. Parents are there for that. You know? I mean... Or maybe one friend. I think everybody got that one friend that you know. You see what I'm saying? Like, they ain't going to act like that. They understand. They get it. They human. They know what time it is. I only really go to my girl about things that have to do with my friends if my friends genuinely know, like, nah, I would talk about this on radio. But it's certain things. It's like, nah, that ain't for her. And it's certain things my lady going to tell me. That's for nobody. I hardly tell my friends anything about my lady. And my friends hate me for it. You don't tell us nothing. You don't need to know nothing. That my lady, we happy, we good, mind your business. Right. That's it. When you see her, know that, like, that's me. And you can protect her, hold her down. She a part of the squad. She family. That's it, bro. I got friends that'll tell me what the bedroom look like, where the tattoo at, what she do when she mad. Oh. Like, everybody do that. And I just, I never enjoyed it. That's I never liked too it. too much. A little bit much, right? That's a little too much. Everybody does it. And I just feel like, with it, who you loyal to? You telling your whole six group of friends that you only hang out with because of a book club and y'all don't even read books unless you in it? That he, I mean, like, what are you doing? Right. It's too many people. Too many people know your significant other business and your significant other know too many other people business. I feel like we need to normalize being loyal to somebody. Right. I'm wrong yeah? No. All right. Question of the week. As I look up in the sky, Katie, would you rather be broken up with by text or in person? Well, seeing as I've only been broken up with in person. <laughs> <laughs> you never had the other option, huh? No. No? No. I've never been broken up with via text. Like, so they literally asked you to meet them somewhere and broke up with you? No, I I said, hey, I think we need to talk because something's off in our relationship. And she said, oh. yeah, we need to break up. And I was like, that's not where I was going. That's not, yeah, that's, uh-uh. But nah, okay. Nah. <laughs> Hold up. Now this mimosa on your face. How'd that happen? <laughs> Get the lime off your lip and stop playing with me. <laughs> now don't play with me like that. Like what? No, because Katie, somebody asked me this. And like, I feel like your initial reaction is to say, in person, respect me. But then I thought about it. No. I don't want you to break up with me in person. I don't want to see it. <laughs> no, I don't want to see it. It's hilarious. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't want to see the breakup. Because then it's going to haunt my dreams. <laughs> like <laughs> Every night I'm going to envision us at that spot. 
your face, my nah, feelings. Yeah, give me that Stevie one. Like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Nah, right? Like, I feel like we've been taught our whole lives to get broken up with in person. Fire the person in person. Like, that ain't cool either. No. You gonna make me come into work knowing you was gonna fire me? You know what I'm saying? I had to drive here. I had to wake up early. You could text me last night, son. I, I got fired on a Monday. Me too. <laughs> me too. It was Monday. Hey, what are you doing? I came into the office. You told me Friday. You know how much tur- I would have turned up on Sunday. I'd have been lit. Yo, don't work tomorrow. Who's up? Yeah, I mean, what are we doing? Nah, yeah. is it just me? Nah, text me. Nah, send that text, yo. <laughs> send that text. If you gonna do anything that says we're done, I'ma need that in text, email, so ask me to come in. Yeah. My man talking about nah out of respect. I asked her, you know, we could take her to dinner first. For what? Wait, he broke up with a woman. Yeah. He took her to dinner first? Yeah. That's the setup. He did that. He took her to a nice restaurant, too. She thought she was about to get proposed to. I think she actually <laughs> did, yo. For real. A he, nice he restaurant? He said that. Like, she was a little, like, he was like, he, she was really thrown off. I'm like, yeah, you dumped her in front of a $400 steak. Dumbass. What you thought? Nah, he's stupid. Right? Sicko. <laughs> like, <laughs> nah. We're moving forward fast. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Who does that? I, I thought it was me. All right, I'm right. Y'all wrong. Don't worry about it. And now, it's time for Mo Ain't Shit. So when we were in New Orleans, I might have showed my ass a little bit. What did you do? Well, apparently back here lately, anytime I'm in another state, BBA, New Orleans, I show my ass. So, well, you know what I did already, but maybe you don't remember. <laughs> Look, half the weekend, I don't remember. That's a fact. You and me both, because I don't remember <laughs> this, what we're about to talk about, but apparently it happened. Uh-oh. So I guess Katie and I at one point was with a group. We're walking. It's late. Yep. Super late. There was a young lady we were with, and she had to use the bathroom. And we found this, uh, like a bar or restaurant-type spot. And on Bourbon Street, it's like a strip to right. where, you know, there's always like a security guard guy that's at the door. 90%, I would say, in my experiences, 90% of these men... Will let you go in, like, with nothing. Like, you ain't got to show ID. You can have a drink. Yeah. Everybody's chilling, man. It's, yeah. It's, you know what I mean? And I guess it's towards the end of the night. Everybody was tired. We was about to leave. The young lady that we were with, you know, she had to go to the bathroom. So she goes in to go to the bathroom, and he kind of, like, aggressively, yo, nah, type of thing. Nah, you can't come in here. What you coming in here for? She's like, I just want to go to the bathroom. You can see the bathroom. Right. And he basically was like, we ain't letting nobody in here. You got to buy something. So apparently, I said some not so nice words. Oh, okay. To the guy. Uh-huh. I said basically, all right, cool, what you want me to buy? So that you will allow a woman to use the bathroom during Women's History Month. I guess I'll be in a little bit of a smart ass, Katie. And I guess he didn't budge. And so apparently at that point, I just pushed past him. I grabbed her hand. I pushed past him. And I escorted her to the bathroom. Yeah, move. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh like in the middle of his sentence. Nah, still, I don't care that she... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bathroom right there, queen. Don't worry about it. I'll be right here when you get out. Enjoy yourself. Take your time. Whatever you got to do, don't worry about it. Right? right? 
So I was told this story. And I don't remember it. But I acted like I did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man, move. Yeah. yeah. I remember, homie. I would do that. Yeah, I remember that shit. But apparently, I, and it sound like me, too. Yeah. That's why I can't even fight it. Like, you know, when it sound like you. You're like, yeah. It does. It does. Yeah, that's me. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, you got ah. me. Ah, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> like, who else would bring up Women's History Month at a time like that? What is wrong with me? Mo. <laughs> so apparently I was pissed at the fact that Women's History Month wasn't enough to make this guy realize, like, fam, I get it. You're a security guard of the door. I got Hey, man. I understand. You shall not pass. <laughs> Bro, she's not trying to fight you. Right. She's not trying to get into the club when it's too packed. <laughs> right? Chris Brown ain't in there saying we can't get in. She has to use the bathroom, man. It's right there. I didn't like that. Apparently drunk. And now that I'm thinking about it again sober. Yeah. Still don't like it. Yeah. But she got to use the bathroom. She left. And, well, I guess a part of her was like, she really liked that because she felt like, wow, you just took charge of that situation. And the other part of her ain't never seen such aggression. That's that New York thing, right? So I guess was I shit or was I not shit for that moment of getting her into the bathroom? No, nah, you were shit. You stood up for that woman. You made sure she could pee. Yeah, I think every woman should pee whenever she wants to. Exactly. So smush the man. Yeah, right? I don't see anything wrong with that. I ain't doing nothing wrong? No. I thought you was going to, like, discipline me. For what? I don't know. Protect women at all costs. That's how I felt. Move, bitch. What are you? Get out of the way. Yeah, this is ludicrous. (laughs) Like, what are you doing as a man, too? Like, I just couldn't, I don't know, maybe I'm, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. a man, I get it. If a guy came drunk, he, yo, no, you can't come in here, fam. Maybe that's not right. I don't know. But I'm just like, I'm not telling a woman she can't use the bathroom. Like, I, it it's, was too it's, much It's me. so crazy, so much so that I feel like the next day when we were on Bourbon Street, I don't know if you remember, I had to go pee. Uh-huh. And I found this random bar that I ducked into. It was a dude with the shirtless. It was a shirtless bartender. I don't know why New Orleans had a shirtless oh, I bartender. I remember that vaguely. It was a shirtless bartender. I had to go pee, but it was like, you have to buy something to go pee. Yeah. So I went up to the dude. And I was like, hey, I just need to go pee. Like, can I buy something? And he's like, don't worry about it. Just go pee. See? That's how it's supposed to go. And then he gave me a free shot because it's my birthday. Turn up. <laughs> but why yeah. wasn't he him? Take your nipples out. Be free. <laughs> they never treat you like that when you're going into Abercrombie and what's the name of it? Finch. Finch. Oh. <laughs> I took her if I had one wish. <laughs> oh, I don't worry God. about it. Don't worry about it. Stay tuned for another episode of In the Moment with their host Mo and co-host Katie.